Welcome to the podcast version of 32 Bar Cut, the show. A series for performers, about performers, made by performers. Every week, we give audition advice, share personal experiences, and sit down with fellow colleagues in the performing arts to chat about their life in the industry. If you are hearing this message, you are not currently a subscriber and will only be hearing the first half of the podcast. If you would like to hear the full interview, including the Curtain Call series, you'll want to head over to 32barcup.com, where you can find a link to our Patreon page. There you will have exclusive access to the entire video and private RSS podcast feed, as well as other subscriber-only content. Thanks for listening. Without further ado, on to the show. Today, for the first time, we are going across the pond to chat with Charlotte Ann Steen. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. That is the best intro, little jingle (laughs) I've ever heard. (laughs) Thank you so much. Austin actually wrote that for our show. He's a he's a composer, music director, and um, a animator now, all the things. <laughs> it's amazing. You should have that whenever you go into an audition room, you should just have that little jingle playing, introducing you. <laughs> oh, so. I like that. I like that. So Charlotte, how are you? How have you been? How are you doing? Or at least, how are you today? I'm very well today, thanks. Uh, the past <laughs> year has been a different story altogether, but today we're good. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's all going well. It's... Um, Obviously, you kind of feel like we're kind of starting to come out of it now, hopefully, and theatre's coming back. We cross our fingers, um, but there's been quite a lot of stagey news this week um, with things kind of starting to reopen. So, yeah, kind of feeling more positive about it all now and um, onwards and upwards, we hope. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know for me, it's like, it's a weird experience to to the hustle of auditioning all the time and working and, and, you know, just all of that. And then it just came to a halt. And I feel like now we're slowly revving up our engines to get into that mode again. I know you had an audition recently in person for the first time in a year or, or yet I imagine a year. Uh, what yeah. was that like? It was really strange. It was the whole kind of you know, you're used to the buzz of seeing everyone you know at auditions and seeing, you know, the the familiar faces and just hanging out before and after as well. And, and there's nowhere to go now. You can't go in anywhere and kind of sit and, you know, have the after audition debrief that mm-hmm. you all have. Um, and the actual process was kind of, you know, a couple of self-tapes first, a Zoom um, interview, and then in the room with like four other people. So... It was, it's a lot more small scale, which obviously we know that that's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, it did kind of change the the whole feel. It was, it was a lot more personal because obviously they got to know you before being in the room, but yeah, um, I think, I think it's going to take a while to get back to those cattle call auditions though, isn't it? Um, kind of, you know, having the amount of people in dance calls, first rounds and things like that, that we're kind of used to, um, but hey, it was just a positive experience to get back in the room. So it was it was good. It was great. Um, I don't know the outcome. That doesn't matter. It's, it's just, you know, actually getting in the door again and just doing something in person. It felt like a performance rather than an audition. I was kind of more excited to go and just use it as an opportunity to sing because we haven't had much of that over the over the year. So, yeah, absolutely. All the singing that I've done has been to a screen, which is, it's a whole art form on its own. You know, it's like, okay, how do I use this camera frame and and not be too big? And like, I have a huge mouth. So when I sing, like you can see down my throat and I'm like, how do I make this look better than how it did when I was practicing? You know, it's just a completely different way of, of interacting. And you don't get the energy that you usually get from your audience, you know? Not at all. And, and it's kind of like, you know, as well, when you go into an audition and you get you get nervous and you, it's it's kind of like, like theater, isn't it? When it's in the moment you leave, they remember that, they can't look back on it, that's that's it. Yeah. Um, but now with kind of, you know, putting videos of yourself out there, 
as well as the streaming. It's the same the same thing where you know that that is a moment in time that's been captured and people are going to watch it and they can rewind it and they can have another look at it. And it's it's kind of slightly more intimidating, I think. Absolutely. Um, and I hate watching myself back. So that's always fun as well. When you pick the right the right one and you've taken like 17 times to do it because you just don't trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're just looking at them and they all look the same, but slightly different. And you just, yeah, I just end up going, I'll send that one because you can drive yourself mad, can't you? Looking at, looking at yourself, do it in exactly the same way um, again and again. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a so- weird old one. It is. It's a weird, it's a weird way of being in this profession. And it's, I agree with you. Like I have done auditions and I'm like, okay, let me do this one more time. I'm going to try something different. And then I look at the takes and I'm like, I did nothing differently. The inflection was the same. I looked up at the same time. I turned, I breathed in like the same places. I'm like, what was, what is going on in my brain that I thought that was different? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. When you watch yourself back, you're still going, is this better than that one? Or if, if I, if I look slightly to the left, are they going to give me the job? Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't matter. I know we obsess about those little details, but I don't even think that's part of the casting process. You know, no. like I could hear her swallow, cancel, you know, next one, you know, it's just not true. It's not true. Did you ha- already have a self-tape situation set up in your in your dwelling place or did you have to set something up for this year? If I'm honest for you, my self-tape situation, my house is so small, right? that my my self-tape situation is me sat cross-legged on my bathroom floor with the only bit of white wall behind me that I have. And it's like ring light, computer wall. Oh no. <laughs> um, but actually no one has noticed. So, you know, people are gonna watch this now and be like, ah, that's what <laughs> ah. it's been doing. Um, but no, I, I said to my agent, can you tell that I'm sat on the floor? He was like, no, not at all. <laughs> so it's, it was working, um, but yeah, that's kind of, here that that's um that's what i've been doing um it sounds like it's working (laughs) (laughs) you have you know other option right and it you know it's um it's the survival in us right it's like hey well this is what i have it's working moving on you know exactly like i mean the there was one one thing i had to do where i had to learn a dance and self-tape the dance unfortunately um, I've been teaching over this time at a, a musical theatre college. So in between a couple of classes, I had 15 minutes spare and I stuck a tripod and I filmed myself in the studio and I sent it to my agent and he was just like, you got in a studio? Like, how did you manage that? Like, I've been used to watching people dancing around their kitchens, like with a dog in the way and like, you know, <laughs> trying to avoid everyone. So he was like, no, that's great. And, you know, you kind of, I don't trust myself anyway, whatever I send out, I'm kind of like, is that okay? Is that all right? Like always waiting for the, you know, like, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was quite nice to get a moment to actually do something properly in a in a studio and, you know, feel like it was a more polished <laughs> performance rather than sitting on my bathroom floor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you gotten a chance to work on any passion projects or anything that maybe if the world was open and out and about that you wouldn't have the time to do? Yeah, um, I mean, at the start, the very first lockdown that we had in the UK, I think that was the time when everybody went, I'm gonna stream live things from my garden, I'm going to sing and like, you know, broadcast it on my Instagram. Um, I didn't do any of those things because right at the start for me, my my teaching took off online. So That's it kind amazing. of- I was really, really busy, um, but I did do a couple of projects for people. Um, Alexander Bermanch, who wrote I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical, who we're going to talk about that later on, um, he asked me to um, record a couple of his songs that he was kind of busy in his home creating new new writing. So I recorded a couple of things for him. Um, and one of my friends as well started up a, um, a business where he was kind of putting videos and things together online but more for um like corporate entertainment and Mm -hmm. he was kind of using using people to record for him to show them what he could do with this new business and he asked me to do a couple of things which was really quite nice to do something different different and and not necessarily songs that i would go to to do and you know that was that was really lovely but it, it has definitely kind of calmed down I think since we went into the second lockdown and then the third 
um people have kind of just gone okay we just need to chill out theaters it will come back but it's not such a big kind of i don't feel like as many people are pushing to to carry on doing it quite as much um which you know i don't know whether that's a, a good or a bad thing um but i think the instagram lives and things like that have kind of slowly died down um but um you know i have been been busy with the project that we've just done which is lovely to to kind of have had that um but yeah i've just been really really busy with the teaching side of things um and obviously all online which is a completely new thing for me i'm a complete technophobe so it was um it was interesting trying to learn how to do it all um but once we got there it was kind of like okay i'm set now for as long as this takes at least i can carry on doing that and you know keeping that side of my career going but yeah yeah i i struggled with that in the beginning too like what is my setup what how am i going to do this you know it's um the frequency of like i did like a self tape class online and my setup changed every week because something broke or some you know the lighting was off or whatever and um that was when i was in my in-laws house so now that we're back in brooklyn and uh we kind of have a, a stable setup now we know exactly what's going to happen every time if there's a virtual performance i know what to do if there's a self-tape audition i know what to do and uh it's it's honestly a little easier than hopping on the train and going into an in-person audition and if you mess up you can do it over and you can do it over and you can do it over yeah definitely it does it does take the i don't know it's it takes the pressure off a little bit doesn't it because mm -hmm. obviously as performers as self-employed people we are very busy all of the time like whether it's you know in your second third fourth job or yeah. actually working you know in in a show at the time or auditions everything you're constantly running around and to have the time to kind of learn something um get it off script get the songs going so well that you feel comfortable going into auditions it's quite nice to have the chance to go if I do this and it doesn't work out the first time, I can just do it again. And it takes that pressure off the nerves, kind of having constant material to learn, I I think. I don't know, do you feel the same way about that? I feel better about it. I know yeah. when I've gone in for like TV and film auditions in person, I get so nervous. And of course, like then I need to make sure I'm off book, like golden off book. I can't take a second and look and then do the take again, you know? Uh, um, but now being at the house and doing it, I've gotten to the point where if I have an audition that's like four scenes, I'll memorize it scene by scene. So I'll go to do scene one. All right, good, check. I can take that out of my head and move on to scene two. And that's a privilege that I've never had before, which you would have on set, you know? If you yeah. were actually on set, you would have a chance to work scene by scene and not do them all in one fail swoop. So it is, it's it's an interesting way of being, but I, I've gotten adjusted to it and I don't mind it. And I wonder too, <laughs> if a lot of casting offices are going to continue with self-tapes primarily and, um, I don't know. I don't even know if these casting offices have held up their uh, their rent, you know, during yeah. this time. A year off without, you know, maybe they're not even going to the office every day. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. No, I, I do think I think things will stay online for the ease of mm -hmm. it. Sometimes you don't have to book a space. You don't have to, you know, not everyone has to be there on the same day. If there's availability issues, it's it is a lot easier. And I think it's something that is kind of a blessing in disguise that we've had to kind of find this this new platform to use. Um, and yeah, I think it, it it might stay. It might for, you know, the foreseeable, even if it was like just the first round or, do you know what I mean? Just to to stop everyone having to travel everywhere to get to, get to auditions um, and to take a whole day off work as well, whenever you're kind of in between jobs or, you know, uh, it's just, all around easier for everyone mm -hmm. if you're not sat on your bathroom floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was curious too, now that we're talking about auditions and it being more accessible, uh, I was yeah. sitting down on, I think it was a, a, a casting director's Q&A and they were talking about how now the doors have opened for casting a wider net. Uh, have you exp have you gotten any, any casting calls for uh, 
acting projects that are outside of your local circle? Um, Not really at the minute, to be honest. I think over here, I feel like it's almost gone the opposite way. Oh. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like I've been talking to a lot of people who who haven't been called in for things that they usually would have been because they're they're seeing so many less people in the room that then I think they're probably not wanting to watch as many tapes as would be in the room to start with. I don't know. I um, I mean, just talking from personal experience, I, I've definitely only been called in for the things that I would have been in the room for. Um, pretty sure. Um, but yeah, I... I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of opened up the doors in some ways, but I think our the the graduates from twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one that are coming coming out now, they're all kind of going. You know, am I going to get in the room or am I going to get seen? It. You know, there's always that that worry because of the way that it's being done now. I, I feel like at the moment it is kind of more. If they know you, they'll call you in, mm-hmm. um, which you know, it is, is a shame, but also great if you are known yeah. <laughs> by them. But it, 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 work, it just always works both ways, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll, was, we'll hope. Yeah, I was curious about that because yeah. I don't know. We, I, I really want to talk about the differences too between what uh, what it's like working where yeah. you are and where we are and and the major differences. And we're going to talk about your union later on too. But before we get into that, I'm so curious how you got your start. So have you always wanted to be a performer? How did you get into this field? Yeah, it's it was just a natural progression. I never had the, the think sit down and think is is this what I want to do um it was just always a given that that was it like um I'd constantly have the conversation at home um like what's your backup plan what are you going to do like definitely do your a levels in case like you know you need to fall back on something what are you going to do um but it was just just in me to to do it um I mean I grew up in Weymouth which is right down on the south coast of of England, um, far away from everything. So it wasn't like I kind of grew up in London around the hustle and bustle of it all and kind of had op- loads of opportunities in London as a as a child. Um, but in Weymouth, even though it's such a small town, um, there, are, there were just a lot of performing opportunities. We had a, a brilliant theatre group that I joined when I was about 13. Um, my dance school was great. We had a really lovely singing teacher in the area um, and just just ended up doing it all and loving it all and I mean we did like two big scale um like full musicals um a year in in a thousand seater theater in in Weymouth like um you know and just kind of being given the opportunity at such a young age to even though it was Amdram to to play roles in like leading roles in shows and just absolutely take in every inch of it like I used to remember going to school and being like oh it's it's the it's the show this week and just feeling so like do you know what I mean just feeling Mm -hmm. so like professional just in the moment um and yeah just just from there I just decided that that was that was all I ever wanted to do um but I I went to college at 18 to to train um because I was told to do my A-levels um just in case so yeah and then um that was kind of it really um but yeah definitely I still couldn't tell you now what what I would have wanted to do if there was something else that I've, I'd have gone into um I don't know I think you just when you know you know yeah don't you really that's yeah I agree wholeheartedly I um People do ask that a lot what would you do if you weren't this but it's so fun I mean I don't think people ask uh, lawyers or doctors or teachers, what would you do Never. if you weren't doing this? It's kind of like um, people have it in their mind that uh, the this profession is kind of trivial or uh, really? whimsical or just, you know, like 
like a, I don't know, like a circus performer or something. I don't know. And mm-hmm. now, even now, I'm trivializing that, even though I know how difficult that profession is. Yeah. But um, you said a couple of things that I've never heard before, and contextually, I'm trying to figure out what they might mean. But just for our I- listeners and viewers who don't know, so you said Amdram and A levels. Because so, can you explain oh, what those two yes, things of are? <laughs> Translation thing. <laughs> so A levels are like um, your qualifications at school. So mm-hmm. your kind of like the, the highest qualification that you can do at school age. Okay. Um, before going to university. Um, so I don't know what what do you have that's what, uh, what is we that? have like a high school graduation. I but uh, I I don't know if that's the equivalent or if it's like taking the SAT. Is it is it a test based? Is yeah, are A levels test based? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe the equivalent would be like the ACT or the SAT, which are exams that you have to take to get into college. Right. Okay. So they're basically like that, but they kind of round off everything you've learned at school. Okay. The other okay. way around. So it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Amdram, sorry, is like amateur dramatics. So kind of not, not professional, but doing it for fun. But yeah. Yes. So it's like a company that you might join, like a theater group that runs in the area that does musicals and yeah. We have an kind of, equivalent for that too, but we call it community theater. That's the one. Yeah. There we go. Now Amdram, <laughs> I like that. Now I know that. We have um we have one cast member in The Lion King from England. His name is Stephen Carlisle, so I have to throw that out to him yeah, casually one time. <laughs> So um, so we did a little research on you before our chat today, and I believe that your West End debut was with 42nd Street? It was, yeah. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that audition? Yeah, it was, oh, I just have such a, like the, the kind of main day was such a blur for me. Um, I was doing a show in Edinburgh at the time um, of, the 42nd Street auditions and my agent said do you want to go down to London for the day to do it uh, you'll have to like be on on a train back by 2 30 and get back up to Edinburgh for the show and I was like I'm there literally <laughs> there's not there's nothing stopping me for that show um and so I went on the train it was like three o'clock in the morning went down to London um and honestly the first time I stepped foot in that room I was so scared we had um the Broadway team over oh, um Kelly wow. Barkley who is just absolutely incredible um choreographer um she came over Mark Bramble who wrote the show he was there um Randy Skinner came over like it was just insane I just remember being like I'm in front of all these people <laughs> um and yeah one by one they made us do this tap combination and I just remember Kelly there with her like um notebook just looking at people crossing crossing them off like no and then doing like a tick and then just right in people's faces it was so intimidating but i loved it um and everyone was just like uh there were so many people in the room um but i was actually in the boys audition because i couldn't make the the girls audition was in the afternoon and i had to go back on the train Mm -hmm. so i was with all these boys who were like half of them were absolutely terrified um (laughs) just because obviously tap auditions are not everybody's cup of tea um but yeah then i think the following day i got a call and said um can you come back down for the finals and so i came back down it was a really quick process they they only auditioned for I think about three days, um, which shocked me because I thought, oh, like it's going to be drawn out over a couple of weeks. Um, and then that following day when I went down, it was like a, about a three and a half hour tap call. Um, wow. Sang a bit hard, didn't sing much, to be honest. Um, didn't do any script, which again was like kind of a new thing. Um, and then again I had to get back on the train and I remember going up to the panel and just saying like I'm really I'm gonna have to leave which is always the worst thing to have to do isn't it it's mortifying um and Kelly just went okay that's great can you do all five tap combinations by yourself in the center of the room before you go and I was just like oh my god everyone just cleared the room stood around and there's me like Oh my goodness. Okay, and she's going, okay, great. Next one, next one, next one. Um, and I just left, ran to the the station and was just like, did that actually just happen? <laughs> um, 
I was just like, how? How did I get myself in that situation? Um, and then, yeah, it was, I went back up to Edinburgh and about half an hour before the show started, two days later, I got the call from my agent and he really played around with me because the, the show, 42nd Street, was at Drury Lane. And um, Drury Lane was like, was quite famous for having Miss Saigon there with the, they had the flying hel- the helicopter and, and everything. And I answered the phone and he was like, can you hear helicopters? I was like, <laughs> no. Why? I was like, where are you? What? And he was like, oh, I'm at a place, um, it's a theatre and they, like, there's, it's no, there's like a helicopter or something. I was like, what are you talking about? And then he just was kind of like, do you want to do 42nd Street? And I just, yeah, that was, that was a moment. Um, but I was already in show makeup and the show that I was doing at the time was like, my face was covered in, covered in glitter, eyeshadow glitter everywhere. And I just remember tears streaming down my face and I was just completely covered in glitter all over me from that, from that phone call. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was a, that was a moment, but very odd audition process. Cause obviously it, that being like a whole Broadway thing as well, like Broadway creative teams obviously work in such a different way to how like West End, uh, like people from over here work. And it was just, yeah, it was so fast. I really didn't expect that at all they can drag it out over here mm. for a very long time oh wow <laughs> uh, yeah I, a, I've uh, had experiences where it's dragged out here too yeah. I think it runs the gamut and it depends on the creative team how yeah. much time they have what if they know exactly what they want I feel like uh over here when they're building a show and they're maybe not quite sure what who they want in each role or what type they want in each role they drag it out they change their mind they call you back in they you know you think it's over then three months later you're back in the room and then i've had other experiences where they know exactly what they want and you know within days and it's always exciting because you don't have to wait around or um yeah i think the worst experience is when it's dragged out and then you just hear radio silence after you've get like you've given weeks and or months over to uh, investing in it a little bit absolutely because yeah. really... it, it becomes part of your life already doesn't it mm-hmm. when you're kind of so involved in thinking about it and you try as much as you can to block it out and to think you know not not to get too invested but it it does it you know we're only human we you're bound to take on some of that emotional pull to mm-hmm. whatever's kind of potentially a possibility out there for you so yeah, yeah. And I think to fully do it, to fully commit to the audition, you have to take some of that on. Otherwise, you just have a toe-in, and having a toe-in is just not enough. Not at all, yeah. Well, that's an incredible story. Congratulations on that. You know, and having done five tap numbers in the middle of the room, for me, a dance call in general is the most terrifying experience, especially when they break every, after they've taught the, the number and everyone's broken into groups and then the groups get smaller and smaller and the spotlight is on you. It's for me, it's a terrifying experience. I would rather, um, I would rather pick through garbage with my bare hands than do a dance call in front of a room full of dancers. So kudos to you. <laughs> Also, I would probably also rather pick through garbage with my bare hands. Sometimes it depends what the show is for me. It's kind of like 40 tap is kind of my thing. But, Mm. you know, there's sometimes where I walk into the room and I see those young graduates with their legs up by their ear. And I'm like, please swallow me whole now. (laughs) We recently chatted about that, about audition rooms and how intimidating they can be when you're waiting to go in just because of all the energy. It's all these bundles of energy and nerves and we all want the same thing and we all want to succeed or at least have a positive experience, but we all have a different way of going about that (laughs) and it can be really rough. It really can be. You've always got the person in splits. You've always got the person just sipping the coffee in the corner. That's usually me. You've got just, it's, it's so like the different dynamics with people and then you kind of got the ones that have been there time and time again and just take it as they come. And then it's just funny each year, isn't it? With the new faces that keep coming up and the the energy of, of graduates is so amazing. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, just, I just need a bit more of that. Like, just remember what it was like to be kind of so like, I'm at an audition and I'm here and 
Yeah, it's it's a it is a funny one. I'm looking forward to that again. The the kind of pre audition, um, you know, kind of waiting room scenarios that can't happen at the minute. Um, it is it is funny, and you know, just just seeing everyone that you that you know and recognise, and even if you don't know them, it's always just a nice little kind of reunion, isn't it? Really, every, every audition is social event as well as potential employment <laughs> yeah absolutely it's a it's a it's a small world it really is yeah i have been really curious about the differences between your union and our union um for me uh i'm a member of actors equity and it took me a quite a while to become a member because you you have to like build up weeks and um so it it took me almost 52 weeks, which is the amount of time you need to uh, automatically become a member. But at the time when I was about to automatically become a member, I got offered a union contract, which made me a member anyway, but it took me almost two years to do it. And yeah. um, so I'm curious what the process is for the union over there. I mean, honestly, there kind of isn't one. It's it's nothing like that at all. It's, oh. it's like when you, do you guys use Spotlight for? No, so, I'm so. So Spotlight is a is a website where kind of all of the um, auditions get uploaded by casting directors. Everything goes on there, and then your agent submits you through Spot Spotlight. Mm -hmm. um, and usually, when you kind of graduate, you'll go on to Spotlight. You have to pay to be on there, mm -hmm. um, and then you will just they'll just say you should probably join equity and it's literally as easy as you just put your name in and you join and you you pay your membership um but there's no there's no kind of you know length of time that you have to be working for there's no um like i don't know i i feel like your union is a lot stronger than ours we kind of feel like a lot of people say that um ours is kind of like you know you'll do a because we we have like equity equity jobs where they they are you know um, based upon that and they have to abide by the the rules and and everything that's decided with the union. Um, but not everybody in a show has to be with equity. Mm -hmm. So there there can be like members that that aren't um, doesn't don't belong to them. Um, and then you'll do jobs that are non equity jobs as well um but yeah i it's it's just very much uh like i don't feel like it's i don't know i i wish it was like a a prouder moment for for us i kind of wish that there was some kind of process that you have to work up to to get that because i feel like people would be much prouder of it um and then i think people would kind of stand together more i think it would be a much stronger union for us if there was just a little bit of a process to be able to to do it um but yeah so i'm i'm interested about about yours because it, it just sounds so much more like kind of together and i i know i had a friend who was is from over here and she she did a a couple of um american based cruises like for royal caribbean and then she worked off broadway and then she started working on broadway um and she was kind of like got my equity like you know it's just kind of such a a big a big moment um yeah i, I kind of was that is that kind of the the main it, thing that happened yeah it is a it is a big moment it feels like an accomplishment because you do have yeah. to work for it there are very rare occasions where someone will come right out of school book an equity job and not have that experience of working for the card but i've only heard of just a handful of stories like that and so yeah. i actually got my start in chicago and the way it works for us is if you are non-union, you can work at an equity house or a non-equity house. But if you are union, you can only work at equity houses. You can't tow the, you can't uh, teeter between each. And so um, the the advantages of not being union yet is that you can build experience in both places. And yeah. um, sometimes the pool in the equity realm or the equity union uh, actors are more seasoned. And so they'll usually get a job over a non-union actor, which means that if you are newly union and you haven't gotten your name out there yet, then you're stuck being union and not working. 
Right. And so okay. people people kind of teeter between those two. But the biggest advantage is, you know, other than, you know, having access to health insurance or better benefits working for an equity house and certain rules they have to abide by because they have that here too, is yeah. that um, it's really the audition process that um, there's a host of auditions on the Actors' Equity website and any equity house has to at least have one audition with actors equity. So it's going to either be at their theater or it's going to be at the equity offices in that region. And are you still with us? Oh, oh, you are. For some reason, the video went away. Could you still hear? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay. It went away for you too. Okay. Um, Oh, what was I saying about equity houses? Equity houses. You're saying you one audition. Oh, so the the main advantage is the audition experience. So when you when you go onto the equity website as a union member, you have access to view all the auditions. You can make an appointment and show up for an appointment. If you're non-union, well, at least like six years ago, if you were non-union, you could still look at all those auditions, but you couldn't make an appointment. You just had to show up and wait until uh, your name was called. Right, which okay. could be 30 minutes or it could be six hours or it could be yeah. never. Yeah. And um, now they've recently, I want to say about five years ago, they changed that so that now if you're non-union, you can't view any of the auditions, which I wow. don't like. I have, as a being a union member, I have, I have no problem with non-equity members having access to the auditions. It's how I got my card. Yeah. So I, I think that that's a mistake on their part. Uh, it's funny that you say you wish you had a union like ours because I personally feel very frustrated with our union right now. Yeah. And I, I think feel- just kind of what what trans, I mean, we only obviously hear the good bits. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or <laughs> yeah. just goes, oh, it's much stronger on Broadway. Um, and I think that's obviously just kind of what translates really. I mean, I don't have a clue because I've never, I've never been, I've never been through the, the, um, the process. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear kind of from you what, what it actually entails. Yeah, the differences are are interesting too because I, it's funny, um, I haven't heard much about uh, equity. And then uh, when we were doing our research for today's episode, uh, Austin brought it up that, you know, it's a little different that you just sign up and you join, uh, which would be awesome. But I think uh, our TV and film union is the same in that you have to earn a bit before you can be eligible or you book a job that makes you immediately eligible. Uh, But it is easier, in my opinion, to get into the TV and film union. It just costs a lot more. It costs like three times more, but it's (laughs) it's a little easier than uh, Actors' Equity. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to hear about the project that you're working on now so that our viewers and listeners can take advantage of it and watch this streamed theater project that you've been doing. And I think it's incredible that you got a chance to actually perform with other actors and produce work that is accessible uh, during this time. So can you tell us a bit about, I wish my life were like a musical? Yeah, so I, I mean, it was just a dream to be asked back to the show. So I, I originally did the show in 2019 um, in Edinburgh. Always, apparently always Edinburgh. I've only ever been there twice, but you know, it's come <laughs> up again. Um, and we had such uh, such an amazing time. We, we went up with the show and we didn't know what to expect. There's only four cast members. Um, and, you know, Alexander who, who wrote the show kind of had, had um, had it running in a London venue for a short period of time prior to taking it up to Edinburgh. Um, But it was more like a musical review and kind of like a cabaret-based type show to to begin with. Um, And Edinburgh was the first time that it was kind of choreographed, staged, and there's not much choreography, but it's kind of clever. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, And so it kind of went up there as a a new version of the show. Um, sold out every single night of the run, which was incredible. Um, had all these brilliant reviews. And then it was supposed to kind of do, there were whispers of it doing something else and then COVID hit. Oh. Um, so that kind of put a stop to it. And then last year, 
um in the middle of you know kind of in the summer there were little whispers about something might have been happening with it um but there were again problems with restrictions and covid and everything so that didn't happen either um and then to actually finally get the 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 call and the go ahead and say like you know are you available to to do this project again was just amazing so we um there's there's four of us in the show Myself, um, Charlotte O'Rourke, who um, was in Mamma Mia in the West End, and um, we've got uh, Lucas Rush, who has been in Rock of Ages playing Lonnie and all, all sorts of incredible roles, and Luke Bayer, who um, is best known for, he was uh, the understudy in Everybody's Talking About Jamie, and he got such a name for himself doing that job. Um, and we, to, to film it during current you know circumstances was just so odd like it i just remember the the first day going in and just being like am i allowed to be near you (laughs) do you know what i mean it was like i'm singing with humans in the room (laughs) and that's okay um we were we were in a covid safe bubble we had covid tests every day we had um like temperature checks everything was was very very safe um we obviously could rehearse without masks on um but everybody else were was in like pp the whole time um so yeah it was really strange from having you know no human contact and then going to to do this which is a very it's a very physical show um so that was kind of the first strange thing that i was like wow we're we're doing this and it's kind of you know happening um but the translation from Edinburgh, where we were doing it, you know, night after night to to live audiences, um, was it was very different to stream uh, to to film the show. Now, I've never done any filming before, so it was it was very new to me. Um, but the show is very funny. It's it's basically we call it a love letter to musical theater um it's all the things it's like spilling the tea on musical theater all the things that you are not allowed to say to those (laughs) audience members that come up and ask you about the reality of being in a show it's all the things that you go yeah it's great and don't like you you can't say those things like well actually i'm working with somebody who's really horrible to me or i'm um i'm exhausted through the dance routines or you know uh, my um cast mate who i have to kiss is disgusting it's it's all of it's all of that um done very tongue-in-cheek and kind of um just yeah letting the audience know what it can be like to be in a show like the non-glamorous side of things um so yeah there was a lot of audience reaction in edinburgh um and then to kind of to do the show again and to have to just trust yourself that the the gags and the the funny bits are are reading um when you have no confirmation of that in the room Mm -hmm. and you're especially revisiting it after two years because we like hadn't hadn't done the show for two years and it was a very very quick rehearsal process where we were thrown together actually with two new cast members that hadn't done the Edinburgh version. Um, So it was just kind of like, there you go, gel together, find the comedy, play it. Um, So I was kind of, I I only watched the show the other night um, for the first time and I was very kind of pleased with with how it comes across because I do feel like it's very similar to kind of the feeling that we got from, from Edinburgh, even with, you know, no audience laughing or anything but um yeah we've we've had lovely comments so far so hopefully more people can continue to enjoy it and i i think it's it's an a really good kind of in with what's going on in the world and how much people are missing theater i think it's a really lovely thing to be able to watch and to kind of it's very like nostalgic at the minute of like oh remember that time when we could all go in in an auditorium and watch it and I, I think it does it, it will bring joy to a lot of people to to watch it now mm-hmm. um with what's going on but yeah it was it was amazing to to do again um I hope hope something else eventually happens with it as well maybe that we can do it again for for a live audience I hope so but- too uh, Austin and I are definitely going to check it out this week. I'm excited to watch it now that you've <laughs> spoken so well about it. And I, I could use a comedy, you know, 
I think we all could use a really good comedy and and a a night at the theater, even if it means on the couch with your, you know, a glass of wine, a homemade cocktail or whatever. Um, So where can we where can we find it and stream it? So it's on um, the the, we filmed it at the King's Head Theatre in London. So it's on um, www kingsheadtheatre.com um, and the the tickets to, to stream are from £10 um, you can watch it on demand so there's no set time limit um, it just comes off on the 12th of May so you can watch it as many times as you like from the comfort of your sofa with wine broken <laughs> um, <laughs> your cat like you know it's, it's just, you can you can have a lovely old time um, and yeah well, watch it as many times as you like rewind the bits that you find funny fast forward the bits that you don't um and yeah it's it's um it's just oh, it's just a really funny funny show um that I think we we kind of in Edinburgh we used to joke about it because we had very obvious audiences differences like we some nights it would be general public laughing at all the obvious gags that are not kind of the the underlying stagey things do you know what I mean and then yes. we had stagey audiences where they would laugh at all the in jokes and it was very different so it it really is for everyone um even if you hate musicals I think you'd like this because it is taking the mick out of it Mm. so like you're allowed to hate it and if you love it it's just all those all those things that you know like happen and and if you've been in tons like yourself it's just like so knowing of all the things that you just you know are like that and I think the the fun with it for us is that every single character we kind of talk about or kind of persona that personality that you come across we we know ourselves like we're thinking of somebody that we've worked with that is like that or that you've come across so it kind of heightens it kind of personality wise and character wise for us as well which is is really fun um obviously all done in a very loving way but it just it's just yeah it's it's it is a really good show if you do get a chance to watch it let me know what you what you think um because yeah it's it's funny and it was just so lovely to get back and do something and just enjoy it um and also like self-taping have a couple more takes on it oh, um yeah. so that that was new as well to be like okay we've done it like go back and do it again with different angles and things and it was completely completely new for me which kind of made me want to do more of that if there's ever an opportunity to do it um yeah well that is so exciting and um we're definitely going to watch it so we'll send you an email a little (laughs) blurb about about having seen it but I'm already like itching to watch it because you make it sound so fun and so how long were you shooting and and rehearsing with two new cast members like how long was the process from start to finish so we we literally had two music calls and then one day to stage the whole thing and a tech day and a filming day Whoa. so that was it we had one day in the space prior to the shoot um and yeah two new cast members so lucas i mean Charlotte, Charlotte, Luke and Lucas. I don't know how they ended up with those names, but they did. Um, Luke uh, had never done any of the material before. So he was sent that a few days prior to the rehearsals, but it was really kind of, you know, learning it in the space. And I I honestly don't know how he did that. Um, Alexander Bamanja, the writer of the show, is an absolute genius. And his songs are very difficult he won't mind me saying that they are very very difficult (laughs) and he he kind of says that you know it's not um he never writes verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus it's never like that it's always a progression and really is just acting through song the whole time and the 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 melody never is kind of that um basic structure so to learn his stuff from from scratch in that period of time I mean honestly hands up to Luke because he was incredible um Lucas had actually done the original um you know I said about it was in London for like a short period of time he did that so he'd had a a brief kind of bit of time with the show but about four years ago 
Um, and he then actually came back to us and did the opposite part this time. So he kind of knew it, but he was having to relearn and do the opposite one. Oh, that's so hard. He, were there harmonies and everything? I'm sure yeah. there were. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, so that and then on top of Chris Whitaker's choreography and direction, having to pick all of that up as well um, was was quite a task for, you know, for, for two new cast members. But Chris's choreography is very, um, it's really cleverly done. It's very simple, but it's it's taking um, like all of those standard, you know, like the box step and the trick, like everything that you would see in like a standard musical theatre that would be in every Amdram production. <laughs> it's, it's that, like taking the mick again, but subtly with, with like the dance moves. Um, so it's not, there's no big like, you know, kind of, no big dance numbers it is very much acting through song the whole time um very small like linking bits of dialogue but mainly it's it's more like a song cycle um mm. but yeah I think sometimes like learning you know box steppy choreography <laughs> is harder because it doesn't flow mm-hmm. so it's it that was kind of a a task as well but yeah they did they did incredibly to kind of get all of that down and me and other Charlotte God, those names um, <laughs> were, were were just we had the easy job really just go back into the show that we did exactly the same two years ago so it was still kind of there really in my in my brain I think once you learn Alex's songs they never leave you because they're so hard to learn in the first place mm-hmm. um, and they're yeah they're they're big sings um, they're not easy songs but they are just so clever and so intelligent um actually what you you can have a task when you watch it if you watch it um all of a lot of the um music in the opening number is all taken from snippets of other opening numbers oh really yeah so we (laughs) we called them um musical theater easter eggs and it was like how many can we find that are kind of like little snippets um and as well in one of the numbers that i uh do which is the title number of the show I wish my life were like a musical mm-hmm. um there's bits in that as well that's all from just just li- little things you'll you'll find them um and it's just kind of just funny to kind of go oh I recognize that little bit and then just kind of trying to work out where it's from it's so clever I I hope you love it so Everyone listening and watching, you heard it here. You must go to www.kingsheadtheater.com. Yes, dot com. And get your tickets so that you can see I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical on Demand. Austin and I are going to watch it this week. Um, Hopefully you'll join us and maybe we can talk about these Easter eggs, uh, moments of the opening number. And I think this is the perfect time to get into the stage door round. I feel like you did the performance and now you're at the stage door and you've got fans asking you questions. So I'm a fan. (laughs) I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. The first one is a funny one. It's a question that we ask all of our guests, depending on what show they're in. So since we just got done talking about I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical, in the cast of I Wish I Like I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical, <laughs> who would you slap? Who would you hug? And who would you take to lunch? And I know that this is hard because there's only a cast of four, but maybe that's kind of saves you in a way. You didn't have too many it to does. pick from. <laughs> Slap, hug, take to lunch. I would slap <laughs> Lucas Rush because <laughs> he is one of the funniest people you'll ever meet. But sometimes he's like, was that funny? And I'm like, yes, it was. <laughs> like, so that's why I want to slap him because he's, he's, he's absolutely brilliant. And yeah, I just for that reason. I would hug Luke Bayer because he is just lovely. He is such a such a lovely guy. We didn't know each other prior to um, this at all. And we've got a duet in the show. Um, and it was just so fun to do with him. Um, so yeah, I'd hug him. And I would take Charlotte O'Rourke to lunch because we would just talk for hours like we normally do. So yeah, that was an easy one because there's only four of us. Right. So I got away with that quite you can, well. <laughs> you can assign each one and you made them all yeah. sound so lovely. So I know that there's no animosity or hate in this crew. 
None, none <laughs> at all. And that is that is truthful. That's not like a you know no. You you always say, don't you? If there there's there's always one, and if it's not any of the others, it's probably you. Oh. <laughs> so I'm hoping that that's not the case. I, hope not. I don't think so. After having spoken with you for the past hour, I don't think you're the one. <laughs> um, okay, so my next question is really for our listeners and viewers, and it's uh, what advice would you offer your younger self? Oh, so many things, so many things. I think... I mean, younger self, I need to tell myself it now, but just to actually believe in what you are doing and to not, don't overthink, don't second guess. I'm I'm a crazy overthinker. I overthink everything, worry about everything. And I think if that had just left me a little bit earlier, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I'm getting, I'm getting better, debatably. Um, but yeah, I think just to let go more um, mm -hmm. and to not worry so much. That's I, quite a deep, isn't it? But yeah. No, that's absolutely spot on great advice. I, I can identify with that. I am a huge overthinker. If I, if I have the wrong response, I'm thinking about it days later or what I believe to be the wrong response. I, who knows, no. you know? Um, no. Overthinking, it will, it will raise your cortisol levels and it will be the death of us all. So yes, overthinking. Um, I think that that's awesome advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I want everyone to go to kingsheadtheater.com and check out the musical before May 12th, right? Yeah, May 12th, yep. And uh, we will be doing that. And if you would like to hear, see, know more about Charlotte and Steen, you can go follow her on Instagram at charlotte.a.steen. And I think that that's all that we have today. Thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing with us your story and what you've been up to this difficult year. It sounds like you're thriving and I'm, and, and also can people take lessons with you online yeah, as well? Yeah, they can. Um, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a, it's been so lovely to kind of get to here, you know, because you don't get chance to chat to people from the other side of the pond that much about <laughs> the, how, how it all happens. So really, thank you so much. Um, but yeah, I, I do online singing, acting through song, drama um, lessons. Um, and I'm, I'm, I've got a few students in America at the moment, actually, I teach somebody in Utah, I teach somebody in Germany. Um, so any time zone does not stop um, for, for Zoom. Zoom can carry on through time zones. Um, so yeah, you can you can find information on, on my Instagram for that. Um, but also talking of Bat Out of Hell, which is one that we I normally get asked loads about and we haven't touched on that. Um, I've been doing a, a Bat Out of Hell workshop every single Saturday for the whole year through lockdown because fans of the show started asking me to teach them some of the choreography. Wow. And this is like a one-off and we are still going a year later. So if you want to come learn some Bat Out of Hell, the musical, <laughs> come on a Saturday. Again, all the info's on, on Insta, but it's, it's just funny how things kind of have progressed like that, things that you never thought you'd end up doing because of lockdown. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's all fun and games online. So. That sounds so fun. Oh my gosh. So now we have a couple of things we have to do. <laughs> yeah, you should come. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Well, um, thank you so much. And I'm just sending you all positive vibes from over here. And in the third, this is your third lockdown now. Yeah, but it is it is easing now. We're, the, the restaurants and pubs have opened outdoors as of last week week before um and we're hoping like if things go the right way then in a few weeks time maybe other restrictions will lift um and hopefully fingers crossed theaters by you know the summer hopefully will be kind of back in some form of capacity um hopefully by the end of the year back to normal but we never can tell can we so i'm no. just kind of playing by year as it comes no plans and then if it happens it happens great if it doesn't then you're not disappointed um but yeah sending loads of love back to you as well i hope everything kind of starts to ease off for you lot as well over there um, yeah we hope so we're we're looking at i think the fall um to see if if uh 
I know there is some theater already opening up in yeah. the um, in the summer for smaller houses, but uh, where we are in the larger houses, we're hoping we're hoping for the fall. So here's to that. We'll see. Yeah. And I guess we're gonna say bye now.